Boots. Coming out of this argument with Mistress and Lux, Lucy's ready to crack. So like, you know, I'm like, all right, Lucy, let's get into this. I don't think I've done anything to show anybody that I'm like a liar or like that I fake. I think what they're like, because they wouldn't be saying something like that unless they saw something, right? I feel like I've been really genuine. I think like you let them get to you easily. Yeah. I and I think that's what they sense and that's what they feed off of. I've been saying, like, Lucy's ready to crack is how I feel. But because it's like, why is she so defensive when they, like, yeah. approach you? Now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, when they laugh at me when I open my mouth to talk, like, I dealt with that in high school so much. Because every time I opened my mouth to talk, people would make fun of me. You know, people would make fun of the way that I sound and the way that I talk. And so I didn't allow myself to be my genuine self. Sorry. No, but you just have to like be okay with yourself. And I am, I do let it get to me. And But at least right now, I love that we talk about this because like you're figuring out why, right? I just need to think more about myself in this, you know, because I did a fucking great job last week. And to be blunt, I led Lux and I to a win. If they think that trying to get under my skin is gonna get rid of me, then they have another thing coming. Because I know that I'm gonna kill it in this challenge, and I'm gonna kill it in every challenge going forward, all the way to the finale. Thank you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I get it. Selena, stop making people cry. So I know this is like kind of a heavy start to what is a pretty incredible episode, though I do feel like there's also kind of an, a heavy, like, undertone to a lot of this episode but oh wow i feel like this was like a really interesting i don't know uh an interesting moment that i think a lot of gay boys in particular could deeply identify with meaning i got bullied in high school and i'm carrying that with me which is why gay guys that bully me i let it get to me well i think and even more specifically the like being made fun of every time you open your mouth or then being afraid to open your mouth or being afraid of how you're going to sound in a certain situation or the code switching that you start doing. And then a lot of gays then don't know how to sound genuine anymore because they have a history of not sounding like themselves mm. and then being kind of punished for that, you know? Punished by our own. Yeah, exactly. Like most specifically by our own. And I, I, I felt like, you know, we've seen... Folks like Lucy on the show before the Jans, the Alexis Michelles, the you know that where it's just like they want to they want yeah they want to win too much. It's like well yeah, there's two hundred thousand dollars at the end of the show. Give them a oh, break. Oh, not punching bags. Okay, sorry, you're on a different track than I'm at right now. Sorry, Mary. Uh, I but, thought you were talking about people that are just like the editors are constantly just like showing the cast beating up on one member of the team. I mean, I think it's they're they're kind of parallel paths. I think it's mm. it's you know the edit is somebody who is wanting it too much, and then that kind of becomes the like 
the the thing to poke at somebody about. Mm. Um, but I feel like what we don't often see with this character is kind of like the explanation or kind of like, like at season nine, we didn't really get the explanation of why Alexis Michelle carried herself the way that she did. And so it just kind of became like, oh, producer Alexis Michelle. And so I feel like with Lucy, it's like, sure, we'd be getting this, you know, this season of, of, you know, Lucy being all uptight and, you know, wound up and counting her mini challenge wins. And I feel like I, I have a little more sympathy and more than I've already had for her this week. And then it's like, all right, like she's not a bad person. Like, like I feel like I get the fuller picture, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going off the show and I'm thinking like, okay, this is a, thinking of Lucy a year later, kind of watching this, watching this season, seeing the fans kind of reacting you know, I it, it I feel like there are people that are on Lucy's side, and then there's also people on the Mistress and Lux side of things. But what I, I can't shake, and I wonder if you can, I don't know, help me work this out. I feel like Lucy actually can't stick up for herself online now. She she couldn't really stick for herself on the show because, oh, you have to let the drama unfold, whatever. And whenever she did stick up for herself, she wasn't being real, right? Um and she can't stick up for herself online now because they have to put up this facade of sisterhood, even at the end of it all. Mm-hmm. So, because to be honest with you, like this was the first episode where I'm kind of like, yeah, leave her alone. I, I feel like that, you know, it was just a little rough on Lucy. And, but, but nobody can say it because if they do say it, it makes it 100,000 times percent worse. Uh, yeah. Because of the I... fan reaction. I agree. I think that that's part of the problem. And it goes back to this of like you, you can't then have, I guess, a genuine reaction to this because that's only, as Selena says, that's what they feed off of. Yeah. 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 I, I, I felt like I felt, felt for Lucy this episode, um, uh, particularly in this moment, obviously. Yeah. Like she's just kind of going deeper and realizing why she's, kind of reacting the way she's reacting. I will say this though, oh, just to put another perspective on things, like but also, Lucy, you did want the lead. Like that's all they wanted you to say. I know. That it well and that's why <laughs> like the I I wanted to include the part of the clip where she's like, "And, you know, not for nothing, but I also carried Lux to the win." Where it's like, "Oh, Lucy, no. You don't have to we don't have to go there." Like just I, I, there is nuance to it. There is the sense of like, mistress is not wrong in saying like, just admit you want the lead because you want to shine. Like, just admit it. Even though a lot of Rusicals people win for supporting roles. <laughs> right. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, you know, it's I, I do see all the sides of it. And certainly I've seen mistress's side of it for much of the season where it's like, what she's reacting to is just like, oh God, would you just be real? Like someone who I think is considering herself keeping it real, I could see why she's like sniffing out the pageant answers, mm. you know? Well, and you know, I, as much as we hate kind of the toxicity in the gay community of people that are, you know, mean just to be mean, right? There is there is a part of it that's helpful Right. Like, I feel like Mistress does love Lucy. We saw this really cute moment in Untucked between the two of them that I actually thought was like genuine, uh, where Lucy's like, I know you don't hate me. And yeah, Mistress like, yeah. yeah, I don't hate you. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and, and that's at the end of it all. That's what it's about. And I, I do think that Mistress does like, yeah, does genuinely like her. And is like, no, you're not like, stop it. Stop doing that. No, just just admit it. Just admit it, Lucy. 
Uh, Lucy, stop. Oh, my God. She's standing up. Oh, my God. Lucy, stop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I, I think untucked, you know, we even get like a talking head of, of mistress. And I feel like she's even had a similar one early in the season where it's like, none of this is coming from a malicious place. Like, I'm just, she loves to say, I'm just cutting up. And mm. I... There's totally a, a space for that, but then I'm also like grateful for people like Selena, where it's like this is also necessary of someone who is willing to stop doing the kiki and mm-hmm. is willing to just get real with someone and say, "Here's what I think's what's going on." You know, right, I, right. I think that I I appreciate even more, and I think is more helpful than whatever mistress is doing. I would love to hear, I know we, we get the side of Lucy, and I feel like we might have heard it, maybe not on Drag Race before, but there is kind of an explanation of that insecurity and where that's coming from, right? But I would also love to hear from someone like Lux, who is very confident, and I think that's great, why someone like her feels the need to point that out and to keep kind of digging in when she knows, hopefully knows, at the end of the day that, Oh, she's just really insecure. I mean, that I think that's Lucy a, is. That's I mean. yeah. yeah, right. Like it if if they can see what this is, why do they keep poking at it? Like yeah. you can't tell me that it's because they want to help Lucy because like let's not let's not kumbaya the situation, you know what I mean? Like no. Right. Uh it, it, I don't care who or what you are, like there are certain people where it's like they sniff something out and you know, they like to poke at it. And I mean, I don't know. I, I think there's also like knowing when to, it's, it's, it's one thing to kind of poke and have fun. And it's another thing to be like, all right, I think we've taken it too far, you know? And I feel like that's where this lies. It's like, okay, you guys have taken it too far. Like everyone is not having fun anymore. Mm. And I think that's where the line is, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the same time, I also wrote down like, yeah, but this is drama and it's entertaining and it's interesting. So it's just like, okay, keep it in. Uh, if if Lux is just being, you know, authentic, right? It's like, no, I pick on girls that are weak, you know, like, if, okay, great. Keep it in. Um, but I do think there is a difference between someone like Mistress who claims to be like, well, you know, I just want to be helpful or whatever. I'm just cutting up. And like a Cornbread and Jasmine Kennedy. You know what I mean? Where I feel like that was really like, I do want to help you, right? I'm actually going to break it down for you. You're acting really annoying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and no, totally. Where it's like, I'm, I'm going to be direct with you. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to get a laugh here. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, sure. It's all drama and it's TV. But I feel like this is that thing that Drag Race does where it's like, yeah, but like every once in a while it hits a nerve that I'm like, mm, no, this isn't funny anymore. It's not funny. You know, like I go full Malaysia. Wait, where is it? Oh. I don't know. Where is it? It's not funny. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Couldn't say it better myself. <laughs> Why is she standing up? Lucy, Lucy stop. <laughs> and like in those situations, I, of course, I want Lucy to be able to laugh along with that. Yes. I want her to find yes. that fun. That's the like, other I want thing. That for her. Like, I think the reason it, yeah, I think the reason it's not becoming fun anymore is because I feel like we're like, oh, Lucy, you really can't see. You really can't see what they're saying. And so they're going to keep going until you do. And I don't think that's actually going to happen. No. And I, and I think once it gets to that point where it's like, when she says, I just feel like every time I open my mouth, they laugh. It's like, Mm. I just knew what that was. And I, and it Mm. was like, it was kind of this like, you know, the subtext of like, oh yeah, no, fuck that. Cause like, I just, 
I get that. I get that raw nerve. I, I have, think yeah, I have been in that, that situation. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. I have been in that situation. You know, I don't know if it was like a prolonged period of my life, right? But I have been in a situation where like I'll get into my head and I'll be like, oh, every single fucking time I say something, that mm-hmm. bitch over there has to say something. Fuck her, right? And, and then I just focus on it and then I'm done. Then I'm over. Yeah, yeah. So like I can't like when Lucy started crying, I was like, I I think this is exactly what I would do in this situation. I can't even like this. It it truly Malaysia. It is not funny. Like it is, and I appreciate that Selena, like Selena handled that situation. I mean, so well. Just I mean, she also credit nice. to Selena. She was nice. I mean, I don't know if it was like above and beyond. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, credit to Selena for. Not being mean back, I guess. But like, well, I think it's like she also didn't get she she didn't get preachy. She didn't get like just pulled together, girl. She was like when she said, "Well, clearly, clearly they're seeing something. Like they're responding to something." Like she kind of broke it down with Lucy. Mm. Like, okay, but let, like maybe understanding where this is coming from. Like, I think that takes a lot of emotional intelligence versus just being like, "Girl, just shake it off." Like that's not helpful. Yeah, yeah, you're the hitter now. You know, you got to mm-hmm. hit. Um, hit. Yeah, you got to hit. Yeah. <laughs> you got to hit, kid. Um, yeah, I, I I hear what you're saying. I don't think Lucy heard her. No, I think once you're at that point, you're it's all emotions. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Um, it, it, all of Lucy's frustration and anger, I think, was ego driven because it was directed back at against Lux. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which, you know, I don't know. Makes me think that she didn't really see the bigger picture, but well, yeah. Once it once it then kind of became like, well, you know, I led her to the win. It's like, oh, I like this is not that's not relevant, you know, like that. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> it's, that's not relevant to the situation. You don't your need wins, to have done that. Your mini challenge win, like, it, like it's irrelevant. It yeah. it, it actually doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter how well you've done. Um, this is not about that. It's, right. Uh, no, and none of the other girls are even thinking about that. They're not picking on you, right? Uh, for for any other reason except that you're insecure. Yeah, and and I just it's uh it it's just an interesting dynamic that it I think more than anything it's just like, oh man, I I know this more than the edit is showing me, you know, and and it's just interesting when Drag Race hits those little nerves and like shows other queer people in these like very familiar situations. Well, speaking of very familiar situations, I my mouth dropped when I found out kind of the subject matter and the point of the rusical, which is eerie. I mean, parodying Footloose is so incredibly timely and such a smart piece of activism for this show. I mean, to pick a movie that was about outlawing dancing and joy due to a Christian fundamentalism and bigotry is brilliant. I mean, it translated so well. It was eerie. It was, I mean, just like when Rue was describing, like, Wigloose takes place in a small town where drag (laughs) has been outlawed. Imagine that. And it's like, you don't have to. Yeah. (laughs) It it really, it just really, uh, I mean, certainly, you know, as they're getting ready for the the rusical, it was like, this is the ultimate social justice corner. Like, it has never been more relevant. It's nuts. Yeah. uh, It's... nuts (laughs) nuts <laughs> it's nuts it was, yeah it was uh jaw dropping i yeah. i loved the musical um i thought that leland did 
a fantastic job. Um, I think credit where credit is due. I just wanted to just read some things because it also will support my the point that I'm going to make later, which I think is going to be a very unpopular opinion. Um, but the music was all done by Leland. It was produced by Gabe Lopez. All the instruments were played by Gabe Lopez. Uh, the voice of heaven was John Flanagan. Mama was, uh, or uh, what is it? Uh, Mama Bacon. Is Mama Honey Bacon. La Rochelle. Yeah, Mama Bacon. Um, Honey La Rochelle, who killed it. Like an insane vocalist. Um, preacher teacher was Kooks Leonard. Uh, Christian preacher teacher was uh, Brooklyn native Vincent. If anybody's heard of Vincent, Vincent's a fabulous um, up and coming uh, queer black artist. Um, Carl was actually, the was Leland did the voice for Carl. Um, and then Tuck was by somebody named Square, but the U is a V and then there's mm -hmm. a bunch of additional vocals Gabe did some uh, Michael Aurelano and Leland did uh, additional vocals um, the it was produced so well and here's my here's my unpopular opinion statement it was produced so well, and the vocals were so good that I think all you needed to do was not mess up the words and this was going to be a great piece of theater I could not agree more I really felt like, wow, this will be a lot of fun to listen to on Spotify because like it, it's it's so good that like it wasn't about any of their performances. No. And it really wasn't even. I mean, yeah, Anitra was great, but I was like, no, the song was great. And Anitra the song was great. Yeah. Yes, the song was great. Mistress's songs were great. Mistress wasn't adding really any any element. I mean, all the dancing was great. Don't get me wrong. I will say, if there's somebody that added things to create a visual uh, during the the when they went to the barn, right? I think during that song there were some like funny little moments, right? Um, and then Sasha doing Patty Labelle. Those were some, you know, visual yep. things that were on the drag queen to perform. Not to take anything away from the talented cast, because this was a very, very talented cast to do this. Um, they didn't have to sing live, and they, you know, they lip synced to professional singers, which I think is always a great choice. Uh, but that's another nuance, I guess we'll talk about later. But I, I, and and I, because I don't want to take anything away from the cast, but. All of the it was all placed out for them to do well. Yeah, you know, like they rose to the challenge of choreography and lip syncing yes. and all of that. But yes. like, what stood out to me was like, God, this music is so good. These lyrics are really good. Like, this is so well produced. And I, it was almost like, oh, I would love to see a full version of this, and yes. it's not necessarily tied to the queens. You know, it was just exactly the material. Yes, yeah, yes. Like this really could be a regional production. Right. Yeah. I, I really, I mean, I was like both times watching it. I was like, God, I know there's always that recency of like, this is the best rusical ever, mm. but like, no, this is like a level up. But to your point, almost like a level, a little, not, not a level too far up, but a, a level up beyond the Queens. There wasn't enough room for the Queens to put their own spin on it because yep. it was so good. Yep. They didn't need to, you know? Yep. Yeah, there, exactly. It was like there was not, it was like an ABBA song. There's nothing to add, you know? Oh my God. Speaking of chess, <laughs> Colin hey, and I we, were talking about the musical chess before we started recording. <laughs> you know, for the longest time, I didn't know the difference between chess and assassins. I always confused the two. Oh 
And I know very little about either of them. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is what I know. You know, Brenda Vaccaro is in neither of them. So what do you want me to know? You know. Okay, so chess, this is going to sound like, uh, oh God, I don't know if it's going to be sacrilege to the Broadway listeners, but chess is infinitely superior to assassins, in my opinion, my humble opinion. Uh, just, I, I don't know. I know it's on time. I know it's like, you know, brilliantly written and there's a lot of nuance in the lyrics, but the music of chess, first of all, it's sung through. It's not episodic like Assassins. It's a story. Uh, it's scored well. It's a rock band, right? That is like, oh, we'll write this musical about, you know, the tensions in the Cold War. I mean, it was just so fucking brilliant. And uh, it, it's so good. I, I love that show so much. The concert version is my favorite version. But uh, yeah. No, if you want to dig into a show, Colin, dig into that one. If you love The Queen's Gambit, you're going to like love chess. Well, I only watched the first five episodes of The Queen's Gambit. So because it was like by the fifth, that fifth episode, I was just like, oh, God, we get it. You're good at chess. <laughs> <laughs> When's that girl going to come back? <laughs> well, what's <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> When's her friend going to come back? Uh, that's right. Uh, what's interesting about Chess the Musical, then, I th which I think you'll like, is she, the main character, isn't one of the chess players. Okay. So it really is about playing chess. It absolutely is about playing chess. Yes. Wow. Yeah, see, this is... And no one is an assassin in chess. No one is... John Wilkes Booth is not in chess, you're telling me. <laughs> That's correct. But there is major tensions because it's uh, it's a major chess match, like a world tour, you know, championship chess match. Uh, because chess was like big in the 70s. It was, you know, there were like master chess champions, you know. Mm. Um, and it was U.S. versus Russia. And the main character is dating the U.S. guy, but she is also in love with the Russian guy. Ah, oh, it's so good. <laughs> I mean, I just, my mind is further blown that chess is actually about chess. I just, Oh, I, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I assumed that that was all, like, metaphorical. I mean, listen, I know so little about this. I am a, I'm a rook at best, you know? Got it. Well, Queen's Gambit for you, Mary. Uh, yeah. Rook to yeah. night five. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, back to another chess match, Drag Race. <laughs> mm, a chest match. Um, I don't mm, know. You a know? chest match. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to Mrs. Titties, you know. Um, so, you know, RuPaul comes together. I got to say, she says, uh, in a world where people focus on our differences, never underestimate the power of song and dance to bring people together. As we're talking about musicals, that is the power of musicals. It's the power of movie musicals um, it, and, and live performances and choir performances, which is very high up in my mind right now. Um, yes, uh, never underestimate that power. It does bring people together. Slowly but surely, it does bring people together. Well, I feel like it's also it's an example of and I, th I guess maybe Sasha talked about this uh, in the workroom later. And we've talked about this, you know, I think on maybe nuance last week. But like as there's, you know, as we are slipping into some other era, uh, we're, we're going into a, a not a great era. There's a theme of eras this episode. I'm not into the era we're in right now. Um, but there is something about instead of or in uh, alongside or whatever you know being upset and protesting and all that stuff is just like live your fucking life go out there and exist that's what they yep. don't want do not exist that's exactly what they want and i really feel like 
something like song and dance is kind of like that on steroids you know it's like oh baby i'm gonna exist and there's gonna be a bridge you know oh yeah i mean i don't know the, the way that i kind of see it is the best form of act- activism is to exist joyfully because that is what they don't want that's what they they want us to be miserable they want us to be alone they don't want us to be together and they want us to be miserable so what do you do okay be together and be happy together yeah that's what oh, they that- don't want I even think back to, you know, this whole thing with Lucy and and growing up, you know, in high school being made fun of every time she opened her mouth. And listen, I've been there and I'm not saying that she should have done anything different, but there is also that sense of I'm going to open my mouth and I'm going to continue to be the biggest faggot in the room and you're just going to have to deal with it, you know, and that's that's easier said than done. But that's kind of the message, you know, that's right. Yeah. I mean, it's like I uh, I don't want to get too personal here, so I, I'll, I'll just say that I'm drawing from some personal experiences uh, recently with my job. But like, if you're ashamed of our sexuality, of gay sexuality, because and you don't want you know your family or your coworkers to know about it, I I, I don't know what to tell you. Like you're not you're not doing the work. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like like we have like we as gay people, right, or queer people, when we see a straight couple walking down the street and and the the woman is pregnant, right? That is, we understand what happened, right? Everybody she took understands. A load. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> essentially raw, raw. Yeah, she took a load. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he came in her without yep. a condom. Yep, <laughs> and kept it in. Yeah. <laughs> And it didn't it didn't all drip out. Yeah. Yeah. So like and I know that sounds so graphic and kind of it, it sounds kind of mean, but it's not. That is what happened. And there's no shame in that. No one is shaming them. But when you see two men holding hands or if you see a man in a leather harness or you know what I mean? Like we we should not be ashamed of that. We shouldn't be ashamed to walk around wearing a leather harness or, you know, with a shirt that says, I'm the top, are you the bottom? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just don't think that we should feel ashamed to do that. We shouldn't feel ashamed to, to talk about or sing songs about cruising because that's something that we do. You know what I mean? It's just like, no, this is part of who we are. I mean, if you really think about it, when somebody posts like, you know, their Christmas photo of their six kids, how is that different from some twink posting their load count on Twitter? You know what I mean? It's like all this is is your fucking load count, you know, (laughs) Karen. (laughs) Yes, yes. In in a hyperbolic sense, it is. I mean, and I I hate when people, the whole concept, we've talked about this, the whole concept of a load count on Twitter just makes me want to burn the whole place to the ground. But I, uh, there is some sense of like, yeah, but boy, are we just kind of dressing up the fact that you like got knocked out six times. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And that's not to, to like minimize either side. But I'm just saying, and I and I hear this with Sasha, like live out loud, live joyfully. That is that is a great form of protest. And don't let your coworkers or your parents or your sister or your brother tell you that you can't. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna talk about having I'm gonna talk about my boyfriend. Yeah. I mean, yeah. don't talk about your load count at work, right? Nobody's <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like Right, no, uh, yeah, like it's called context and nuance, yeah, but uh yeah, it's just, it, I have to, you know, as I said at the beginning of the episode, like, as much as this was a really great episode in terms of the challenge, like, and even, you know, some of the runway looks, there was, like, boy, the, the, 
the subtext of this is just like fucking heavy. Like there was something about the timeliness of it, something about the topic where it was just like, and, and I guess even the subplot with, with Lucy, where I was like, God, like this is, I guess there's a lot of nerves at the center, you know, at, at the, at the surface right now, you know? Oh yeah. Well, what's wild is when they were filming this a year ago, that's when the protests of drag time, drag story time hour started, right? That's it. It was all around that same time. It's been going on for over a year. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like it, it's watching it. It's like, man, how how are these conversations so relevant? It's like uh, from a year ago. It's like, yeah, I know. Isn't that fucked up? Like, and you know what? I I do want to point this out. Maybe this is for nuance, but I think it's important to put it out on our free episode. I know that we're all talking about the drag bills, right? And I think Bunny and Monet kind of talked about this. And I know, you know, that's kind of been the center of the issue when you're talking to Drag Race fans, even when we're watching this Drag Race episode. Um, But most of the bills that have either passed or are trying to be passed since the start of 2023 are actually targeted towards trans people. The drag bill, yes, is like the one that I think is making the most headlines. But there's and obviously there's the anti-trans bills that are making headlines. But it's not as the outrage seems to be a little bit bigger when it comes to the drag ban or the drag bills, as I should correct myself, um, than the anti-trans bills that are happening right about the around the bathrooms, about uh, gender affirming care, all of that stuff that is also going through um so i just think it's also important to distinguish between the two yeah no i agree i I feel like i i hear about i think there was like maybe something in kentucky that just passed and they like did it during lunch on a friday or something and and again i don't know all my facts but it was just like it's 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 sb 150 and Mm -hmm. that bill uh they they made a, a few amendments to it so that it could pass because uh, before it went through, Mary, it was like violation of most of the Constitution, you know, in terms of like the First Amendment. Right. Uh, so they kind of changed it around a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, they kept in all of the anti-trans stuff that that's what just passed. Uh, the, the governor, who's a Democrat, is most likely going to veto it, but it will get overridden when it goes back to the House, um, most likely uh, toward the end of March, uh, which is, you know. Uh, it, it's sad because there, there, there's one one of the things in the bill. Sorry, I know that this is getting really political, but this is a pretty political episode, um, and it's important that we talk about this. One of the things in the bill is doctors now need to start a timeline to taper kids off of beta blockers and uh, hormone therapy. Um, they need to set that once that bill passes, that they need to start setting the timeline if they can't take them out cold turkey because it would do harm to the child, right? So that's like one of the things in the bill is like you need to taper them off so it's safe, but you need to do it. The other part of the bill is that they, uh, that teachers um, are allowed to misgender uh, students. We're in a, what a, I mean, again, what a an arrow we are in. What a backsliding yeah. arrow we are in. Yeah. And the drag stuff is just such a it, it's such the front of 
protect our children, right? We like that's what it that's what that's what they're saying. Protect our children. This is all hurting our children. And all underneath, it's just hate. It's just hate towards gay people and trans people. And that is all that's all that's fueling it. And I love the way that she put it. I think it was um uh let me find it here. Uh oh, conservatives are pushing their agenda on us. They're saying that, yo, you're making you're making our kids gay, but that's your technique. You're the ones like continuously pushing your agenda on to kids. Um, and we're just being diverted. Uh, we're, 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 we're being targeted to divert from all of the other issues. And that was another point that was brought up. And I just thought it was it was really well, well storied, storied out in this episode. Yeah, because if you want to look at statistics of things that have harmed kids, the idea that we're going to shut down drag story time hour, but we're going to still let little kids and little boys be altar servers at church doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Because, like, facts are facts, America. That's where more harm has happened. Yeah, it, it's wild. I think cancer is the number one killer now, but uh, of children and car accidents, right? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. It, it's just, oh God. But uh, you put a baby on board sticker on the car and everything's fine. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It's worth saying it's okay for drag queens to read stories to kids. Uh, just like it was okay for clowns, for Tinkerbell, for Snow White, for Cinderella to sit down and do it. Um, they're just dressing up, um, and reading stories about, <laughs> love and yeah. diversity and acceptance i mean isn't that what a lot of kids books were already about yeah i mean you know i, I feel like the idea of like a of a drag queen reading the like there's a monster at the end of this book with grover like that to me <laughs> just seems like nothing but pure wholesome joy uh, I don't know. I just it, but we talked about this too. We're like, this isn't about logic. Of course, all of this is logical. Of course, everything we're saying is correct. Yeah, like right. if you're just even go on to like bare facts on like where are there yeah. actually documented cases of child abuse? Yeah, and, you know, and and the fact of the the parents choose to bring their kids to drag queen story hour. It's mm -hmm. not. It's not like mandated. That's not what's happening. Yeah, you exactly. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. are armored you buses aren't yeah. taking your children to the Willowbrook Public Library so that they can be read to against their fucking will. Wild. Wild. Anyway. Uh, rant over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we're going to go full on this episode. You're going to get real heavy. But whatever, because uh, yeah, whatever. Like I, you know, happy uh, times. Skip ahead, skip ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, skip ahead. It can't be. We can't avoid it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's right there, and we need we need everybody to be speaking out. I mean, props to your mama for Melissa McCarthy, um, who I think is uh, outspoken about this. Right, uh, Pedro Pascal also speaking out about trans rights. There are, are celebrities that are starting to do this. I'm waiting for Taylor Swift. Uh, I think Beyonce tried to when she accepted her Grammy. <laughs> yeah, and and I I think all of that is is a great gesture. I don't I I question the long term impact of like I yeah. made a statement on social media. Yeah, you know, you're I right. Really, you're right. No, I I, take, I, I do take that is, stance too. Yeah, yeah. I do take that stance. Um, because then I think but, people just check a box of great. She said something. Okay, did a needle move. Yeah, but I'm looking more at people that are for straight audiences. You know what I mean? Like, because mm -hmm. straight audiences yeah. that are allies, that are in the center, do need to say something. 
they do need to do something. They, the the right is going too far on this um, in these states. Yeah, I Florida I get that. Florida is like, insane had, with the the oh god, cutting African American studies. Like oh god, like there's just so much bullshit that's happening. Yeah, Florida, man, Florida, uh, what the? I mean, she's always been her own brand, but oh my god, like Florida. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll I'll say this. The only person nowadays that makes any sense to me is Marianne Williamson. That is the only voice right now that I'm like, I think she might be making sense. Don't you know me? She is the only one making any sense right now. (laughs) Uh, I'm not saying you're wrong. I I just I am so now cautious of false idols uh, and I'm just yeah, I'm just a little worried about it. But that reminded me of what you said about Florida when we're talking about Florida or we brought up Florida. Uh, Another thing in SB 150 that is similar to Florida is uh, that teachers are not allowed to talk about um, sexual health before sixth grade uh, and like straight or gay. And they're not allowed to talk about uh, sexual orientation at all at any age. Teachers are not allowed to discuss it. And I thought that was hyperbolic. Like I thought it was like, well, what is that? What, what's the fine print? No, they're just not allowed to talk about it at school. It, it's uh, it it just it's so I mean it's so this is where it's like you know I I I would love to hear more of like RuPaul's point point of view on things and why I bring up someone like Marianne Williamson is like I want to hear from people who are not who are looking at it from outside of the system you know like this isn't about Democrats or better than Republicans this isn't about Ron DeSantis this mm-hmm. this is about something larger and more fucked up going on and I just think it takes a different point of view other than like, yes, go out and vote all of that. But like, this is bigger than like making sure the wrong party isn't in power. This is, Mm -hmm. this is, this is something bigger. And I'm not saying I know what it is, but it's like, no, I think there's a, there's a deeper, like what's going on here that I feel like is where the conversation is. And I don't know. I just, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, they're holding on to a binary and we don't really know why. Right. Yeah. And there's just something else. This is saying, this is something more. And, um, it's just, yeah, it, it just feels like, I remember I, I keep thinking about uh, the the real world New Orleans like reunion season and mm. and Danny talking about like living in a cabin in the middle of Vermont. And I was like, I, I think I'm in my Danny era. I think I just I just want to like unsubscribe from this reality and just go be a hermit. I I it's just and I, I just can't. I, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, God, all of this is. <sighs> is my answer. All of this is ugh. Well, that was one of the lyrics in the 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 wig wig loose actually. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a little less ugh. Yeah. Yeah. A little more drag. Um. Yeah. But anyway, let's 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 go back to this episode. Uh, praise to this episode for bringing up these conversations. Praise to this episode for empowering everybody to start having these conversations. Straight, gay. Uh, whatever you identify as, uh, they are conversations to be had, um, and uh, and I think it's important um, to, to to do it. If you believe in you know equal rights, if you believe in trans rights and the protection of trans identities, uh, yeah, you should be speaking out 
Um, and that's the last thing I'm going to say about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and especially given the fact that a lot of us over the past, you know, however many years have gotten real comfortable with what felt like a movement in like a positive direction that like this, this feels such, like such a, a, a gear shift of like, wait, what's going on? I thought gay marriage was legal and there's visibility and there's this and there's that. And it's like, I, I do, I think it's, it's a real reality not a reality check, but just like a real like, what the fuck? Because I think for a lot of us, this just felt like, oh, this is shit that went on in the 60s, you know? Right, right. Yeah, no, they, the, there's one side uh, that feels very threatened. And now we're seeing, you know, uh, they're like, nope, no more. I think it was oh, somebody online. It was such a brilliant take. Uh, but somebody said like, yeah, the reason they're afraid right now and the reason they're all making these bills that they're acting out and all that stuff is because they've realized they've lost. They've, they have mm -hmm. already lost. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is the only thing that they can try to do. But they have lost. This is The culture has swung to accepting yeah. uh, trans people, non-binary people into the culture. And they, they are doing all they can to kind of win a losing war. They've already lost. I mean, that that does make a lot of sense uh, in terms of like just the level of vitriol, the level of passion around something so generally irrelevant to the majority of the population. Like this is just not like you you have found this this small, you know, in terms of numbers, scapegoat population to put all of the problems on. They are. There is no way trans people can be the biggest threat to this country. There's not enough of them, you know. And so it's yeah, like they're the weakest and most vulnerable. Like, what yeah. are you? Like, what are you worried about? Go yeah, fuck it, yourself. Exactly. Like, it's it. So it's only an indication of like, yeah. It's kind of like the bully picking on the smallest kid on the playground, you know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Mary, sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm just like, who is she? Who was she? Who does she hope to be? I feel like every few years I meet a new person in the mirror. I, I don't want to say anything, Mary, but I think you need thicker glasses. Well, I think it's just this ongoing, ever-evolving journey to understand who we are and dare say even why we are. I feel like there might be something that could help you on that journey. Do you mean... Oh, I do mean, we're here to talk about therapy. And I do love talking about therapy. Marys, if you're doing some similar self-discovery of your own and thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash AllRightMary today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash AllRightMary. All right, Mary. Speaking of bullies, Lucy is being viciously bullied by Lux and Mistress. <laughs> <sighs> well, you know, I... I <laughs> I'm curious to see if any of, you know, it seems like next week they're setting up for something. I'm sure just Lucy going home because that's, that'd be consistent with the treatment of Thank all season. Thank you for saying that. I, people are like, oh, Lucy's going to be in the finale. I'm like, what are you talking about? No, no they've it's not happening. 
they've already said like in the critiques this week we're like yeah she's had some good moments but has she had special moments they've already made the decision on lucy you know what i mean like it's yeah which is interesting that she's technically done well this season but it becomes a thing of like yeah but is your drag interesting which you know it's kind of a if, if you didn't think she was that interesting why the fuck did you cast her you know except to have this narrative yeah, I mean, not to jump the boom boom gun, Gia, but when you have RuPaul telling Anitra that she was born to do drag, and then the other storyline with Lucy is that she's generic. <laughs> right, like, you know, I, uh, it, it doesn't take that, you know, these lines are, are pretty far spread apart. You can read between them pretty easily. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we have to cast the musical, uh, and the big conflict here is Lux versus Lucy. Um, and I, it's worth calling out again. Like Lucy definitely wanted the lead, and that's all they wanted her to do is just admit that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lucy holds firm, and she's like, "Well, no, I just want the role I could do best at." It's like, no, you you want the lead, just say that. Um, and and at the end of the day, I I think it's good drama, but it was really unfair, and they got to leave her alone. Yeah, you know what I thought was what was so interesting in all of this is that. As they were kind of fighting over this, like before it kind of, you know, got a little more uh, intense, Selena was like, well, listen, I'm going to take Christian and then you guys can fight over heaven. And then once Lux gave the heaven role to Lucy, she's like, "Okay, so I'll be Christian and you'll be Tuck. I love that. And so and and Selena was like, "Okay, work, I'll make it work. Like it was just I was like, let's also remember that Selena had her role taken away from her. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and she made it work and was great in the musical. Yeah, uh, for sure. She was great. I, 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 I can't. Oh my god! I posted this on Instagram, but the the way that she committed to doing the backup woes mm-hmm. during Lucy's number. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, we have these Rusies. Uh, Sasha talks about you know how her mom basically was just like so resolute to give her up because she like won't be in heaven with her like. I mean, some of these moments just went by, and I'm just like, that was fucking heavy. And then Rue is just mm-hmm. like, oh, and <laughs> you get to be married to mistress. Right, right. Well, that's the thing is there were just like there was no shortage of heavy moments. Like, it almost felt like that point in Project of a Project Runway season where like, oh, they're tired. Like everybody's mm-hmm. crying with Rue this week. Yeah. Yeah, everybody was. I uh, I definitely felt that this week. Yeah, uh, we also get the Lucy and Selena kind of kiki, um, and then yeah, Nitra talking about how you know he lost his whole family. Um, th- they did kind of all make up, right? Or not? Maybe not with his mom, but we. We did get messages from Anitra's family, right? Well, that was the story is that Anitra, it was like her mom and her stepdad that she lived with. And then I think that maybe the sort of unspoken truth was that her stepdad was uncomfortable with it. So her mom, you know, uh, was turncoat and then kicked Anitra out and then Anitra moved in with her father. And so that was the thing is I think she I think Anitra's got a relationship with her father, but not with her mother and her stepdad, and and I think also doesn't really get to see much of her siblings either. Right, right, right. Uh, But we did hear from Anitra's brother, no? Wasn't it? Yes, we... Yes, we did hear from Anitra's brother. That's right. Yes, we did. Or was it this week? week. No, this week was her friend and her father. Oh, she's getting a lot of messages. I mean, 
Good for her. Because, well, you know, she's born to do drag, Mary. She, I mean, and <clears throat> I like realized the that... Like Versace, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that was on the bingo board. So I, I know bingo is was a sort of first half of the season game. But oh, if you're still yeah. playing, I believe yeah. that was a bingo board choice. Kate Bush as a lip sync. That was also on the bingo board. I, Count hey, it. Count it. I, you know, it was like, I just think it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, um, it was so big this past summer uh, because yeah. of the, the, the Stranger Things show. Yeah, and I like I figured that's why, and there was a part of me that like wanted Kate Bush to be picked just because someone was like, you know what, let's have a Kate Bush lip sync, you know? I know. I I Weathering Heights. Uh. Yeah, I just I love the decision to like let's have a Kate Bush lip sync. Mm. Yeah. So one day, one day we'll get one of those choices, and it'll yeah. be like, oh, somebody's a new story producer. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. wants to see a different kind of lip sync. Mm, yeah, there's something different. Uh, Selena and Rue was a really interesting moment. I actually thought you might pick this for the clip of the week. I considered it because I really feel like this ties into so much of what, like, similar to what we've talked about with, like, the, you know, what's your tribe or your community on the apps and like you know it's like well uh, I don't know what animal am I supposed to be represented Mm -hmm. by and like that sense of you know as Celia (laughs) says where does my peg fit you know Um, and and Rue saying like none of this is real which is like one you know one of my favorite refrains in in reality today but it's like you're right it's not real but like in a but like but like a, a lot of people think it is and that makes it hard you know yeah, it's much harder to exist in a world where people think that stuff is real. You're absolutely right. Uh, yeah. yeah, I totally related to what she was saying, right? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, you know, so fat that I'm in like that community and then I'm not so thin that I'm in that community and there's no kind of community in the middle. Uh, and if there is a community in the middle, I don't fit into it. So, you know, that's why I'm, you know, that's what I'm struggling with. And then RuPaul's like, well, yeah, but the, but you made it to the top six. So what are you worried <laughs> <Yeah>. about? <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah, but you're in the top six. Yes, that's also true. Not related. <laughs> I was like, Rue, wait. <laughs> right. <clears throat> I don't think this answers the question. I think she's still, there's still that sense of like, yeah, but in in this in this strange community where we've all been like, okay, yeah, but like. What, are you a daddy? Are you an otter? Are you a bear? Are you a polar bear? Are you a wolf? It's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm a chinchilla. <laughs> I don't yes, know. Yes. Right. But, uh, but what's interesting is RuPaul asked a question and then like, what are you struggling with? And then Selena answered a question like that had nothing to do with drag race. And then RuPaul's like, wait, but let's talk about drag race. Right, right. Yeah, but like, what can I help you with? You know, yeah, like, right. Well, you were born we to t- shine. Yeah. Yeah, right. Just, you just have to shine. And it's like, oh, sure. Yes. And I will. And I do. But, uh, and I just, yeah, I, I, appre- I, I, I just love Selena. And I just, Potentially might be a say of the season. I think that she has been an absolute delight all she's season. She's a sweetie daddy. Yeah, she's yeah. a sweetie daddy. A real sweetie daddy. I think she's really talented. I think uh, she'll put on a great show. She's a professional. Um, you know, uh, not everybody's into all types of drag. And I just think Selena is great, a great entertainer. I think she would just like hold a room captive. Uh, it'd be yeah. fabulous. I love her her drag. I love that it's it it's not fashion and it but it's it, there's a story and it's weird and it's all like 
the idea of like you're it, it's a lot it's like it's a drag queen you know like i'll yeah. never say oh it's too much and if i ever did i was wrong you know all right well let's go back and find all yeah. the times colin said it was too much yes can, yeah i'm sure chat chat gpt could do that you know Oh, ChatGPT. Oh, please welcome to the stage, ChatGPT. ChatGPT. Oh, God. Oh, that's, the, that's the second thing I hate the most about reality right now is AI. <laughs> um, well, we have a dance rehearsal that I didn't care for. I was like, oh, right. We didn't need this part. Uh, if it lasted five minutes, they only needed 10 more minutes to cut, and we'd have a 42-minute episode. Um, I mean... I will say that, hey, for the time capsule, the security tag on Lux's yeah, coat. Yeah, right. Know? Yep. We got Nominate that. Nominate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also um, would love to understand the, the description of Mistress's shoes as Hillary Clinton's. When no, I think I think someone no. was like, don't break your ankle. And, and maybe Sasha or somebody was like, oh, please, she's not going to not in those Hillary Clinton's. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. I just don't know. No, like I, I get that. it, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those Hillary Clintons. I feel like they're like you know, like my mom's Michael Kors. I feel yeah. Like they're like a version of flats. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, look at you and your little kids. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did appreciate this section. I think she got like critiqued for it by the girls, but I was like all here for it. Mistress advocating for herself to slow it down. Like yes. Tell him mm-hmm. just tell him to slow down. You're not going to touch or call her. Uh-uh. Right. I think this device of like, okay, here, you know, choreographer, give them really hard choreography and then get upset with them when they, when they don't get it on the first explanation. Like, I love yes. it. Mistress being like, no, that I'm going to need a second. Why don't you do it again for me, sweetheart? Said, <laughs> can I have a second? Yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, like two two queens before – Miguel was like, well, you know, Anitra, you have a ballad, but I'm just going to teach you some of the choreography from the ending number that you're doing with everybody else. Oh, I mean, yeah. it, it just like just further proved that the, this dance rehearsal actually doesn't mean anything. It is kind of just a little bit of fodder. We're supposed to fall in love with the queens a little bit here. Um, and yeah, who, who I fell in love with a little bit more with uh, Mistress. Yeah, and I, it's also we're supposed to then, uh-oh, worry about Mistress. Will she be able oh, to figure out the choreography? Yeah. You know, yeah. oh, and yeah. Nitro, maybe, you know, as, as Selena says, like, oh, you could be all, like, you know, Vogue, ka-ka-ka-ka-ka kind of dancer, but maybe that doesn't mean you can pick up choreography. Uh-oh, is Anitra in trouble? You know, it's it's right. setting up all those wobbly moments. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Um, yeah, then, uh, right, then then that was uh, Social Justice Corner. We do have uh, the musical next. You wanna, are you ready to jump in, Mary? Yeah, I just wanted to say that what I appreciated as well, the, you know, Social Justice Corner in the workroom was, was heavy. Uh, I did feel like it ended with the pure joy of playing with wigs. Oh, and I just think wigs, it's worth yeah. acknowledging playing with wigs is so much fun. Mm, wig loose. Yeah. Uh, but indeed, uh, we we get to we get the runway. We have Orville Peck as a guest judge. Mm. Why does Orville Peck always wear a mask? Is there like a narrative there? Yeah, I think there is a narrative there. Uh, from what I know, he had like a very interesting interview with NPR a couple of years ago. I think um, he wears his mask so that he could. I Mary, I this is like. I don't know if I really get it or if I'm just like, ugh, artists. Mm. Um, but it's so that he can be more vulnerable and open on stage and that he doesn't have to worry about, you know, anything else. He gets to control it in a way. 
um, is what I remember. Uh, I think that's why it's kind of like Sia. It's kind of like, you know, uh, uh, what is it? The um, who's those? The Mouse Boys, Daft Punk. Oh um, yeah, uh huh. Or you know, Dead Mouse. Dead I think. Mouse. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. Mighty Mouse people. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Daft Punk. They may have worn a helmet or two. You're yeah, they wrong. wear helmets. Yeah, they yeah. wear helmets. Yeah, um, I think it. You know, it's all kind of the same in the sense of like, well, it's kind of protecting my identity. Um, and at the same time with Orville, I think he's like, well, yeah, but I can also, when I have the mask on, like I have no, I feel freer to be very vulnerable in my music. And I'm like, okay, well, mm. that's good. Yeah. I, I, you know, if weren't it, you if in it, eating out? <laughs> was he? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh God. I haven't seen that movie in like so many years. I don't think I could even watch that movie again. Uh, he's Canadian, Mary. You'll love him. Oh. Yeah. oh, I'd like to make his bocker reddened. <laughs> Ooh, you'd like to, I'd like to like redden to... his bocker. <laughs> mm, you could be his Toronto. <laughs> yeah, I could. <laughs> um, so, uh, yes, wig loose. Everybody, wig loose. Uh, I, I, I have to say. I appreciate that Lucy fought to be Heaven Bacon. I did feel that as Heaven Bacon, she looked like the character of Stuart from Mad TV. Oh. So I just... Correct. Yeah. Look what I can do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was just like a little bit of that, but... Start? Start? <laughs> what does Mama say about smoking ciggies? What does Mama say? Cigarettes are for Europeans and homosexuals. That's right. Now you better put out that ciggy. Yeah, and he does a little kick. Yeah, I just <laughs> I was just getting big Stewart and Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I I I completely co-sign this. Yeah. Um I I mean overall and we can get into the details, I, I thought Mistress I thought she was the the shining performance for me. I don't know if I again I was just so distracted by how great the lyrics were and I was like well what could they have done more could they have done more and when I think about the whole cast I'm like they were all kind of good and I don't know if Mistress like stuck out any more than others uh, and I loved her right so like I you know what I mean I don't really I, I, I wrote down like I feel like this whole part uh, with Mistress the singer and the lyrics and the music kind of upstaged her. And if if you knew the words, you could have performed this. Mistress did really, really well and didn't mess up. But I think it was funny and entertaining because of the lyrics and the singer. I I felt like compared to maybe someone like Lucy, for example, I, I felt like she I wasn't it was the least of the like, oh, this is more than the, so the song and the performance. I felt like but it's also the role like there's so yeah. much to Play yeah, that role. Right. There isn't and much... I did not see Mistress. I think Mistress kind of uh, like I, I saw the role instead of the drag mm -hmm. queen. Whereas with Lucy's character, I was like, I see Lucy trying. You know, I, I actually didn't think the role of Heaven Bacon was that compelling. I thought I, I felt like it was it was the the Mark in Rent. I that's a that's a musical reference. I know. Okay. All right. Okay. Mark Good is the deal. least interesting character in Rent. As he should be. Yeah, and I just kind of felt like 
heaven is kind of the the vehicle for all of these more other interesting supporting characters yeah what's that line that roger says he says um uh, uh, for someone who longs for a community of his own, who's with his camera alone? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, one song. Glory. Uh, <laughs> I only know I only know it a little bit. Uh, but uh, the night so frozen, be so scalding hot. Ugh, <laughs> oh, God, ugh. How could a morning this mild be so raw? Sorry. Um, all right. So, yes, back to this musical. I, I did love Mistress. I, I did love her. And I it just begs the question, like, did I love the musical? Uh, and it didn't really matter. But, you know, I loved Mistress in it. I, I just wanted to point out some of the lyrics that I loved. I love the steer clear of cerulean blue. And then she's like, but it's great. But, you know, it's not. Mm. Um, the point is anything different is scary. So it must be wrong. Life is black and white. You're either wrong or right whoever you are keep that on the inside you know just kind of painting this villain with these lyrics uh very entertaining scene um and staged well i mean i could do a whole episode on if you can't hate yourself how in the hell are you gonna hate anybody else mary i wrote that down too yeah i mean you're you're all born naked and that's disgusting disgusting (laughs) that was so funny because like sometimes like it's rare that I find a musical theater song funny because I feel like the punchlines get pummeled, you know, like it's just they they just it's just like we get it, Kristen Chenoweth, you're popular. But like it's it, you it's, haven't seen Wicked. You cannot talk about that. Oh, I can. <laughs> but but, but I you haven't. haven't. Have you heard that song? Yes. Have you heard? Have you seen it sung live? I would never torture myself with that. No, I would never the, put myself. That song that. is Mary. That song is not funny to listen to. That song is funny to see uh, uh, to see performed because it's what she's doing while she's singing that song. That's very funny. It's not funny. <laughs> um, I, I, but it's just oh. there are. Well, oh. you have a blessed night, oh. as will I. I just I I just find that sometimes it's like sometimes in musical theater it, I almost feel like the, the the actors are looking at the audience like did you get that one it's like yeah we got it we got it go to the next lyric yep it's very that it's mm-hmm. it's absolutely it's absolutely that but this this musical you know uh, it had some this was funny. very quick it, fun funny funny lines yes yeah in the satire of it all for sure and and super catchy and I felt like all of the songs where I was like I I actually. Very, very little music from Drag Race am I keen to seek out outside of the episode. This, I would listen to. I'd make a playlist. Okay, so if we're talking about that, I want to talk about scene two at the barn, where the song is Our Lives Need a Little More Drag. And first of all, this song is a bop. This is one that I would definitely listen to. And the part, the three-part harmony, it's about like 33 minutes in, is fucking fire. Like, call the nurse... It is so fucking good. Lux, Selena, and Lucy are all singing at the same time. It's the dress, it's the wig, it's the heels walking, it's the mug, it's the mood, it's the attitude. And the just the visual, because sometimes it's important to see what someone's doing while they're singing a song. I've heard um, <laughs> the the choreography, just like that. I just I love that kind of synchronized choreography i love Mm. i love that it just oh it just brings me such a like (gasps) you're all on the same beat look at you 
Yeah. I love this song. I love this scene. I thought all three of them were really, really great. And, you know, I can't believe that the bottom two were in this scene. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is I, I don't think any of these performances are what landed the bottom two in the bottom two. Right. I think that's yeah. important to note uh, for anybody kind of screaming into the void about the bottom two this episode. The bottom two this episode had nothing to do with this episode. <laughs> Absolutely. This was kind of like when someone gets a career Oscar, and that's not a, a, a subtle point at Jamie Lee Curtis because she deserved Oops. it. But I Did she? Felt... Oh, did she? Okay. Well, what we're not going to do on this podcast is besmirch Jamie Lee Curtis. Hey, no one's besmirching her. It's just I think that it's worth discussing. Yeah. Uh, or at least at least me saying that, you know, you saying that I don't necessarily agree. So I, I, it's important that I also not co-sign that. So. Well, I know last week it was a big issue of not agreeing with me about about Marshall looking like Jessica Chastain. So speak your feelings. Don't agree. You mean with me Dallas you Bryce Howard's? You mean Dallas potentially? Bryce maybe I don't know. Uh, who was in Lady in the Water? Um, so <laughs> uh, I think it was Lucy Laduca. <laughs> Lucy Galuca. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I do feel like it was. It was nothing to do with these performances because even though Lucy did look like Stewart, I mean, she she did the job. You know, she nailed oh, all the choreography. Yeah. She, she did. She did. I have a nuanced take and probably an unpopular opinion. It might be a little shady. Um, I feel like uh, I'm going to say it. I feel like Lucy felt like an understudy. Mm. She was great. She was professional. But I don't think it was giving any sort of freedom. That well, like the I, like the main person that was cast would give it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think during the rehearsal when was his name Miguel when Miguel said like the movement feels a little rigid and studied. That felt kind oh. of like an act two gun for a a bit of what we did see is like yeah she nailed all the choreography like loose it, let loose baby let loose. There was a little of that. Yeah, I mean. I, yeah, I guess I guess I'm I don't know if now I'm kind of being affected by that bias by feeling this way. But like, I don't know. I, I really I really want to give her the benefit. of the doubt. I'm really looking to see how people shine. And I thought that there was one nuance moment later that I'll talk about that. Lucy, I was just like, you're fucking phenomenal. Um, but there were parts of the first at least the first two or three scenes where I was like, well, I you are you're the understudy that's in tonight, you know. Uh, and that made that narrative made sense to me when I was watching Lucy. I feel like there was there was an, uh, some and, and maybe not the understudy element, but there were some energetic similarities to Jan in the Madonna musical. Mm, OK, yeah, I totally feel that. Yeah. And, and in the same breath, I'll say this. I have seen multiple Broadway shows where the understudy far surpassed the performance of the main actor uh, you know, that's normally in that role. So it's again, it's not to take anything about uh, away from understudies, but what I'm trying to point out about Lucy's performance is that it felt like she was doing a version of somebody else's version. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, she wasn't the, you know, the standout for me. I mean, I think if we're going to talk about standouts, you know, I, especially watching it the second time, you know, I think Anitra did a really good job, but I felt like what we were hearing from the judges, I was like, did yeah. I see the same performance? I don't know if this is going to stick with me for a long time, Michelle. Mm -hmm. 
No. Maybe the song, but I don't I don't know if I saw the like the moment, the emotional moment that like was in her performance. It wasn't bad. I just don't know if it was like on the shelf, you know. It was the song. It was the lyrics. Yeah, you know? I just felt all like... she had to do was not do a bad job. So you know, credit where credit is due. She didn't do a bad job. Yeah, and in some ways there was a the a sort of black china element where like you got the standout moment, and then you got this this ballad solo so that stood out from everybody else, and it gave you the spotlight in a different way than anybody else got, and so there is that benefit as well. Yes. And you know, I, this is the moment I do want to point it out. But during that song, they cut to Lucy. And I put this on Instagram as well. But like she's looking at her and then she does this like little smile. And I was like, oh, like, that's a nuance. Mm-hmm. That's that's like Selena Stitties singing the whoa backup while, Lu- you know, while Lucy's during her show stopping number. Uh, that was the part that was so interesting to me. Like nobody told her to do that because mm-hmm. nobody else was. And nobody told uh, Lucy to do this smiling thing that I, I was just like, they caught it. How do they catch that? Uh, it was so good. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was, I, and I agree. I think Selena, cause ensemble background performance in a musical uh, can be very like, and she, I never, you know? Yeah. No, it's good. I, I I love looking at the background people. I really do. I like uh I like cringing or I like not cringing. I like cringing when you know they're having they're like pantomiming conversations. Oh, like confused and concerned townspeople uh-huh. is the yeah, worst. Yeah, yeah. Well, what is they, she doing? They, yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Wait, wait. <gasps> what's that? Um, what's it from? It's from uh, oh, waiting for Guffman. Oh, hubba 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 Yeah, yeah. It's just (laughs) there's a lot of like you know or if there's like a meaningful moment like someone will look at her you know stage husband and kind of tilt her head and smile to him you know what I mean like there's Mm -hmm. that that like oh kind of look Mm. I hate that I hate it oh but I but I love to hate it you know sure it it's you know it, like if you're in the mood for it if you're looking for it you know mm. um mm. yeah good yeah no large group scenes in broadway shows uh, just brilliant uh, yeah. they're living their lives they have full stories mary oh yeah they have character full journals. stories often yes mm-hmm. uh, i mean the most extra do so i just appreciate it and selena's whoa whoa woes when she was sitting on that bench mary yeah. Oh, in that wig, in the overalls. Oh. It was giving. It was PSA. giving. It yeah. was giving whoa. Yeah. It was giving whoa. I it just all everything about it, I was like, man, Selena in boy drag is is I love it. <laughs> so good. So good. Uh anyway, yeah. So Sasha comes out uh when, you know, doing doing drag, uh, does that whole Patty LaBelle. Mary, I gotta just talk about this one little nuance. When Sasha came out as the husband in male drag, I kept seeing Aziz Ansari. Oh, yes. Yes. That's it. To the point where I was like, again, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't think Carl could get it with me. I felt like, oh, I don't think, I don't, I didn't see a hot character. I didn't see a hot Carl. I, I saw in, in a do dump and marry. He's a Mary, you know, like you marry him. Yeah. 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 Married he, William. Yeah. yeah d- d- too nice to dump. Too nice to do. Just marry yes. him. Yeah. Marry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's where it is. All right, Mary. Yeah. All uh, right, married. <laughs> all right, married. But I also, you know, I thought it was a very smart choice of Sasha's to be like, let me do something that they don't expect to see me in. Like, that was mm. a very smart choice. And I love that it was nobody else was fighting for it. She's like, is it okay if I take Carl? Great. I, it was it was very uh, it was very smart. And she was able to back up her choice so well on the runway. You know, she's so good at competitions and pageants. It's, I mean, she's just so smart. That's the other thing about Sasha Colby that reminds me of Sasha Velour. It's like they're just really smart people. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, look forward to, you know, Sasha's time on the runway to get critiqued and to give answers. Like, I look forward to yeah. what she's going to say. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, even even when asked who should go home, the way that she said, like, well, yeah, you know, Lux and Lucy are tapping on my ass. I was just like, uh-huh. oh, you bitch. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, maybe not intentionally, but give channeling a bit of Nicole Page Brooks. Send them all home, you know? Oh, like Mary? One hundred percent. Yeah, if you can't send them all home. home. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, like you know, uh, this season has been full of references, but that is a reference I will always welcome. Send them all home. Well, you know, if you can't send them all home, (laughs) yeah, I'll put that on Instagram. Send all these bitches home. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, I loved, I loved her being like Lucy and Lux. They got, they both have two wins. They're tapping on my ass. Tapping on my ass. (laughs) Like, yes, I know I'm the front runner. I'm aware. I've They're been tapping aware. on my ass. I fucking love it. I it's love like that. she, you know, she's uh she's in front in Mario Kart, right? Yes. And she's like, Well, I'm just gonna put the red shell behind me in case anybody wants to shoot a red shell at me. Yep. I'm I'm not gonna be taken out. Ugh, tapping she's on not my afraid ass. to do that lightning bolt thing and make no. everybody shrink. That's right. She's not I hate when that happens. That. I'm sure you do. Um, I, I hate the OP of the uh, the blue shell, though. I think the blue shell is kind of shitty for the game. But I have lots of thoughts, lots of nuanced thoughts on Mario Kart and uh, why the game is fun, but also why sometimes it's not. Uh, yeah. I like anyway. a Sonic and Hedgehog racers a little bit more, if I'm going to be honest. Oh, yes. Uh, Sonic and Mario racing, right? Is it Mario? I think it was no. just Sonic. There's no, Mar- there's no Mario. No, it was, Mar- it was Sonic and, and another franchise. Yeah, I don't know. Remember? They were all like Sega characters. Yeah, there was like the froggy guy. I used to play the frog. Um, mm-hmm. There was like the, the I don't know, that the I want to say, no, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know. Uh, it's a video game. Um, Wait, it's Sonic and... Uh, All-Stars Racers. Yeah, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's racing. It's not even racers, Mary. Yeah. Well. Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing. <laughs> it's like the... Because I do have a, a PS4, and I'll play that every once in a while, but it stresses me out. I just... Uh. Um, who were you? Oh, you played the. There was Shadow, and then there's Doctor Eggman. Oh, Doctor Eggman. I was Banjo the frog. and Kazooie. Uh, you were the frog. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Amigo. I. I. Alex Kid. Okay. Or yeah, was I tails. a monkey? Because I used to go into monkey mode. No, you were definitely monkey. Yeah, which is why I don't. Oh, I don't think it was Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing, but I do remember playing that game with you anyway we'll talk about this on nuance um 
back to this show because you know we have to end this podcast at some point. At some point. Um, the the finale was great. They all nailed the choreography. I got misty eyed. I'm going to be totally honest. Maybe it's because of the the context that I'm in this weekend conducting the the gay men's chorus. Uh, but it's just so important that we fight for our spaces. We fight for our identities because uh, we're not the problem, and we must insist we are not the problem here. Yeah, and and I I also you know uh, I think it's also good to know like what does it mean to fight, and sometimes that means to just exist. You know what I mean? Because mm. I feel like when it gets to like we have to fight, we have to fight. It's like it's Michelle again. You know, it's just it's Michelle to just Sal, and it's like what are you fighting for, honey? A parking spot? And so like I just feel like it's also worth remembering like just, I'm out there fighting every day. Like, I'm out there fighting says, yeah. every day, trying to get these sunglasses returned without a receipt. <laughs> Uh, you know, the, the runway, I gotta say, you're either really into Selena's look or you're absolutely not into Selena's look. I mean, as titties everywhere all at once, I was into it. I, I knew you would say that and I get that. I, I'll have more thoughts on that when we get to the lip sync. In terms of the other looks, um, I thought Lux's look, I thought she had like very Azalea Banks hair. Well, it was the Michelle doll hair. It was right. it was Mistress's Michelle doll hair. Yeah, and I was like, man, she really looks like Michelle. And uh, <laughs> I loved it. It was such like it was such a great example of like the way Lux's drag is very you know fresh is kind of an overused term, but there is a sense of like, oh, you're so you're so hip and current. You're so cool, Lux. You know, she, she, Lux is very cool. Um, Mistress, I thought looked the best. Um, oh my I god! Just, I loved the 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 scale of everything on this dress. Uh, I thought it was perfect. Um, Sasha's I thought was also super creative. I mean, the fashion stuff I get. That's her. That's her aesthetic. That's what she does. You know, drag is subjective. Um, and I loved all of the illegal their own references. I loved what she did with the idea of gloves. And was it? The most memorable for me, it's probably not, but I I did love it. I mean, I wrote down Sasha Mortabito. I thought mm. she it really she was really channeling her. She was really giving me May Mortabito with this look, and I they love I, her. I, yeah. yeah, I thought it was so clever because you know some of these other looks. I would, I mean, you're right. You're right. I was, it was like, oh, this is so. I mean, she and Mistress really stood out because it was like, oh, you. You didn't just put on opera gloves, you know? I mean... Yeah, it's Sasha. Grab your mitt. I'll throw a few. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. I, Some of them's I, are going home. Right. <laughs> Some of them's going home. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Don't just do the obvious opera gloves. Don't just do, you know, the, the big oversized lobster gloves. I mean, I was really surprised Lucy, especially if they wanted to justify in the edit her being in the bottom two, I was surprised she didn't get more of a critique because I thought this was like, especially being the first look, I was like, oh... Is this what we're going to get? Like, this is not. Yeah. The love letter to the creature of the Black Lagoon. I mean, it was <laughs> just like. The, yeah, there's, the, you know, I, I'm getting sea moss, you know. I was just like, there's so much more you could do with that. Uh, well, just look at this... Asia O'Hara. Remember when she did her little oh fish God. in the wheelchair? Amazing. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Why yeah. were they? Oh, they were in wheelchairs because they had to wear fins. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess. And maybe they were supposed to be a reference to Bette Midler as so the mermaid. Weird. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what it was. Uh, yeah. But the, the, what's interesting is you're you're saying like, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't call Lucy out. Mary, I was so bored by Anitra's look. I know. That was the other one where I was like, oh, hmm, this is 
yeah, I, this, I don't know. This isn't special, <laughs> you know? Uh, especially special once we saw the guy. other one. Yeah. My special little Anitra. <laughs> but, like, I especially considering the other ones that, they, like, then followed, I was like, oh, you know, Lux and Anitra, like, come on, you know? Yeah. No, I get it. And they were the first two. but Yeah. Uh, you know, I want to just... Uh, I don't know how much longer we should talk about this because this episode is already running a little long. Maybe this will be our nuance episode. I don't know. But I do want to just point out, you know, because they were like, this is a great musical. Oh, my God, this is Broadway level. And I'm just like, well, nobody was singing. And I have to now say, okay, we have to we have to distinguish the past musicals into two categories. We have the lip sync musicals or like the live sung or sung to their own vocals musicals. And there's only a few that are live sung. The Madonna Rusical, Shade the Rusical, and Cher the Musical. The All of the other ones, which we loved, Trump, Bitch Perfect, Glamazonian Airways, Kardashian the Musical, Pharmaceuticals uh, Musical, which we hated, Social Media, uh, which we didn't really love, Moulin Rouge, and or Moulin Rouge, and are, are all lip syncing to other people's vocals. And they're significantly better. Yeah, it it is. It's kind of like the trade off of like if they're either singing live or they're lip syncing to their own vocals. It's like okay, well, not everybody's a singer, and so like it it's not going to be to the same polished level. But I felt like in some of these other ones, it's like yeah, it's like too much polish, you know. Like I think there is something exciting about the live vocals, or there is something maybe a little more connected about a queen lip syncing to her own voice, you know. I mean, if they were doing live vocals, we would be able to get a, I've got a trick on my sleeve. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, we're missing some moments, right? Uh, what's You know, UK also usually does their own vocals mm-hmm. and they're good, you know? Uh, it's just for whatever reason, the US versions, they don't like taking the risk with, because there's less to control, I think. And I wonder if, if it does create some kind of like, I, I know they release, you know, singles or songs from the Rusicals sometimes, but, like, I feel like it's a lot more... I'm a lot more compelled, to obviously, to listen to this one than I would to listen... singers. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I see that. Although um, I would listen to I Made a Video in Paris all day long. Oh, God. I know. Now, like, was the crime the mo- that it's only a minute long, that's the crime. That there's no well, full version the Im- of Jada. The yeah. impact, you know, in a minute. But like, and I thought that one was like them lip syncing to their own. That's right. Yeah. Vocals. It wasn't like live, but it was them. I think that's right. Yeah. Yes, that's um, correct. But uh, alas, yeah. So we we do get as as we wrap things up. There's the infamous question of who should go home tonight. And, uh, you know, you Lux Noir Lund goes to Washington and oh, Philibus. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah Philibus, she gives her TED Talk. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. No. I. And what's funny is you could hear in the edit, like, it went on longer, Mary. <laughs> oh, and I love the little nuance of when she was done. The cut to RuPaul, like, silently saying, okay. It was like, okay. 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 <laughs> but I also, like, I, I loved the way that the the judges laughed about that in the deliberations. I felt like this is like what teachers in the break room are like, yeah, of just like laughing right. at the, at the antics of their students. Well, I, I, I gotta say it's really, it's really interesting TV and very funny. Lux taking all of that time to build up 
And the punchline being Lucy's drag is on the generic side and it's like explosion. Yeah, really. I mean, it was it it was like and Lucy had to just wait as she went down the line and praised everybody else. So it was I mean, it was just like, oh, God, I really. Yeah, I mean, I know that there's there's talk of queens like Jan or whatever who like have gotten a rough treatment. But like this, this is tough. This is brutal. This is brutal. Yeah, I'm a worry about Heidi. Yeah. Yeah. I I uh, mean, I'm a worry about Lucy. Yeah. I I do want to just because I don't want to forget this. We're kind of talking about Lux. Lux, I know, gets a lot of hate for, you know, being too full of herself or confident or cocky or whatever. But I just have to call out the cognitive dissonance in the gay community on the left. How we we love to just say, well, oh, have confidence. Be proud of yourself. Believe in yourself. And then someone like Lux comes out and, you know, and, and then has confidence and is proud and does believe in herself. She's just shit on. So my response to that is like, okay, stay mad. Go fuck yourself. Hopefully she's not going to be phased by you. Because I, I do think it's like ridiculous to not like Lux because she's full of herself. We, that's what we, we tell people to have confidence. Yeah. We just don't and, know what it looks like. Well, and I think it's like, yeah, we tell people to have confidence and then we accuse them of being cocky. But I kind of feel like there is that sense of like, I mean, there's probably a couple elements to it. And I, I think, and I don't think this is being, I think this is straight fact that the fact that she's black is not insignificant here. Is that Correct, there's also like, Mary. Uh, it's like, oh, well, you know, be a little more grateful, little girl. You know, like there is some of that energy of yeah. like, oh, well, maybe be a little more polite. Excuse me. I, right. I, I, they can't make fun of her because she's fat. So they're, you know, if she's not fat, so they make fun of her because she's, you know, too confident. Right. And, but there is that underlying thing of like the way someone's going to respond to like the confident white twink versus the confident black kid. Correct. You know, it is Correct. something. Yeah. It is absolutely something. And it's, uh, it's worth calling out. I don't know why Anitra won. Uh, I think maybe it should have gone to Mistress. I think if we count the look and the performance, I thought, I mean, they couldn't give it to Sasha again. I really felt like Mistress, she delivered in the in the performance and she completely stood out on that runway and was such a moment. And I, yeah, yeah it, it just felt Lux, it. right? I think Lux is, would have been the absolutely. second one. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, second place. It's very important to recognize who's second place this when this cast. Sure. Um, I, On the this, bottom? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at this point, I kind of feel like it's just a matter of, like, what kind of track records do we want the final four to go into the finale with, you know? It's so obvious now. You, no one can lie to me. No one can convince me that Lucy is not going home next week. Nobody. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's because it's not even worth the quote unquote drama of having her into the in the finale. Like they've already said, they the, the judges have already basically corroborated in the deliberations that they don't think that she's very special, or that her drag is had, or she's had special moments. I should say. Do you think that they're going to do another top five? I was thinking about that. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think they I think it's interesting that we're going to basically go all season without a double Shantae. So I'm like, keep going with it. Yup. Narrow it down to a top four. Let's not let's not play that game. If that's what we're going to do, let's just, you know, keep it moving. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, if they do do a double Shantae next episode, I'm, I just wonder why they didn't do one this episode. Honestly, because if we're going to makeover episodes, like, yeah, you could eliminate if you needed to eliminate Selena. You and you know, you, your top five was going to include the villain, like another diabetic with Lucy. Then at least have Selena do the makeover challenge. Do give this the double save because nobody really did poorly in this musical. Yeah, and and I think at this point that it was you know it just came down to like week after week we're not living for Selena's aesthetic, and it was kind of like Marshall last week where it was like, yeah, but there is an overall like thing that needs to be worked on that, like I I think that's what this is all about because yeah Selena I thought she I mean obviously yeah, I loved her look I thought she was great in the challenge and I thought she was equally interesting in the lip sync. The lip sync, uh, Kate Bush. I gotta say, I I love that she took off her gloves, because you know I love when that happens. I think yeah. that's so gay. Um, I don't think she did it at the right moment, and maybe it was because the editing of the song. But I don't think she did it at the right moment, and I don't like how she did it. I thought it was weird. Um, I, this is what I this is what I think. I just think this depends on the viewer so much. You either loved. That she lip synced in those gloves, or you didn't, and that's going to depend on who goes home, because both looks are looks I could see kind of going home in. I am partial seeing Selena's look going home. That's the kind of look you go home in over Lucy's, uh, because they they were both fine. Yeah, and I think that like I I will say I do think Lucy did a great job in this lip sync. I mean, she lip synced the vibrato. Come yes. on. Like yeah. I, I no, think it was she, so good. She really and, and and it's worth mentioning the way that Mistress is cheering on, like, yeah, you know Come on, Selena, dog walker, eat her up, bitch. Yeah, body yeah. or eat dog her up, walker. Bitch. Eat her yeah. up. And I just thought if I was Lucy, I'd be like, fuck you. I'm gonna use yeah. all of that right now. And she did. And I just I really it, it, it was an interesting thing that they included that. Um mm. it, it I didn't I don't know, I didn't I didn't like that. I don't know. I I think it was just like, oh, enough, mistress. Just enough. Would you just shut yeah, the fuck up? That's enough. true. Yeah. Come on, Selena. Eat her up, bitch. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You're at the top six. I would say don't do that. Right. Yeah. I would say just let them, like, just shut up. Like, Well, sorry to interrupt you, but no. like, I, I, I'm also kind of, like, contending with, like, well, we do want mistress to just be authentic and, you know, like, not, not censor herself. Uh, so it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, you don't like Lucy, uh, or you don't want Lucy to to win. You want Selena to stay. Sure, okay, root for your friend. You know. Yeah, and and again, if I were Lucy, I would just channel all of that into like, nope, like I'm then I'm definitely then I'm gonna eat this bitch up, gloves and all. And you know, I I think that Lucy's choice to get really focused and just like really like hold her space in this lip sync, you know, I think this was such an interesting song choice and that like compared to, you know, even last week and whatnot, like there's so much about like the focused moments. And I just, it's why mm. we love ballad lip syncs, for example, is because you just, you get so much more of those, those emotional beats and yeah, they um, can do more with their face for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. So I will say when, uh, you know, Lu at one point Lucy kind of gets on the ground and then she stands up and I was waiting for her mistress. <gasps> why is she standing up? Lucy? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, I and and it's also like I mean anybody who's watched the show you know Tamar knows that like 
okay, Selena's probably going home. This is like her third lip sync, like, or fourth lip sync or whatever. Like, the, Lucy's got two wins. Selena's got no wins. Like, at the end of the clear. day, exactly. At the end of the day, the producers know that they're they're not producing a show for people like us. They're producing a show for casual viewers, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, well, she was in the bottom a lot. So it really doesn't matter what happens. Uh, yeah. And if you're wearing those gloves, you either love that look or you didn't. I don't know. That looked to me like a look you go home and marry. I love those gloves. I do think Ross had a point of like, what if you just had a black bodysuit and we were right. just serving gloves? I think he had a point, but I, I just can never fault a queen for wearing too much, though I will stand by the fact that that bucket hat in like week one was a rough one. <laughs> there was a hole in that bucket. Dear Eliza, dear Eliza, yeah. No. Uh, well, alas... Principal Estides, uh mm. goes home, but she goes home not empty-handed because she is indeed my BSA of the week. Oh, well, thanks for the memories. Yeah, Hong Kong. Thanks for the memories. Um, you know, I got to talk about one little nuanced moment. I'm sorry. I, I, I put this at the bottom of my notes. Uh, I hate to do this, but I have to go back in time. We need to talk about this. During the musical, during the musical, there's a part where Selena throws a knife oh yes oh my god yes and i love the nuance of lucy watching the knife to see where it lands i was like that's exactly i would be totally concerned where that knife fell yep well and just like the beat of her throwing the knife and the two of them then just jumping into that choreography it was so funny it was really yes that was a great moment yeah yes yes well anyway uh well does that make her your bsa of the week who lucy no selena Oh, Selena is my BSA for the whoa, whoa, whoa's that she did in the back background during Lucy's show-stopping number. Yeah. Like, like 100%. The nominee is also Lucy for that smile that she does during a Nietzsche song. But no, it is, it is absolutely Selena Stiddy's. She was so fabulous episode. It's hard for me to justify her being a BSA because she's actually the A, the BA. Well, it's BSA is just about who stood out, who 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 took your heart, you know, who they, right. there's, you know, they could have two minutes of screen time. They could have okay. 42 minutes of screen time, you know? Well, you yeah, know, no, Selena had a lot of time this episode, uh, especially with the Lucy kind of consolation hour. Um, and then even even in Untucked, she had words, you know, there was mm-hmm. a lot that happened in Untucked. But yeah, no, Lu- Selena's gone. I'm kind of sad. Uh but, you know, I'm glad that it wasn't a double Shantae, if I'm being honest, because I'm like, nope, keep it up. Keep it up. The yeah. beat goes on. The beat goes yeah. on. Six is a great spot to go home in it, it uh, historically yeah. on Drag Race. So you cannot discount Miss Geist. You have to remember that going home sixth belongs to an incredible crop of queens. It's a great space to be at. I hope she gets Miss Congeniality. I think she's been a good friend to a lot of queens in that room. All right. Well, we'll see if Marsha gets it. Oh, not Marsha. Ugh. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I do want to say before we go, you know, next week is going to be makeovers of teachers and like I guarantee uh, tears. Oh, it's going to be tears. Uh, oh, my God. 
well, we will have a fun, nuanced discussion next week. Marys, if you have any thoughts on uh, Wig Loose the Musical, you can reach out to us on Instagram at AllRightMaryPod. You can email us at AllRightMaryPodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the web at www.AllRightMary.com. Or you can Instagram uh, me. Uh, I'm at Johnny Also. And you can find more of me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, queening out on best supporting actresses like Selena as titties. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram at Colin Trucker underscore. And of course, you could get more of both of us, including Nuance, the All Right Mary After Show, to say nothing of the only Mary's episodes at patreon.com slash All Right Mary. All Right Mary, our last chance lip sync this week in kind of the spirit of Orville Peck's mask, in the spirit of living out loud, living freely, this is Bird Set Free by Sia. Caw, caw! <laughs> There's a caw coming! Uh, <laughs> You're going straight to hell. You're going straight to hell. Uh, all right, Marys. Well, we will see you either in Nuance or we'll see you next week. But in the meantime, party, party. Tatsin. 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 Clever twins, I was a broken thing. Had a voice, had a voice, but I could not sing you.